Welcome to Grace Point Direct, a place that helps us all connect deeper in our church. I'm your host, Taylor Wood. The goal of each podcast is to not only inform about the different things that we have happening as a church body, but also to dig a little deeper into the different topics and issues that we should all find interesting. We'll be dropping a new episode each Monday morning, so make sure to subscribe so you'll get notified when it hits. Also, download the Grace Point app where you'll find the most up-to-date information on upcoming events, um, audio from Mike's latest sermons, and a place to send in prayer requests and connect with our pastoral staff. Also, this podcast will be living on that app very shortly, so it'll be important to get that. Today, we've got episode number six in our More Than a Minister series, where we get to know our staff in a way that maybe you haven't gotten to yet. And I'm sitting with one of my friends, um, and fellow coffee connoisseurs and fellow just gentlemen and just in general, just a gentleman in general, Mr. Tyler Coffee. So, Tyler, I like that intro. A gentleman, a gentleman and a scholar, something like that. There's a T that's yes. named gentleman and scholar. It's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Well, welcome, dude. Um, I'm super um, pleased to be doing this episode with you, as always. Um, and I'm excited about everyone hearing a little bit of your story because I know that as I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years, almost three years, um, I've really enjoyed it. Actually, I came in, uh, when I got hired, you were, um, on like some, uh, like world adventure or something. I don't remember what you were doing. Something remotely something interesting. Remotely interesting. We're going to make it interesting when we get to that point regardless. Um, but why don't you go ahead and outline for everybody who you're married to, which I know these things. Um, but what's life look like for you guys right now? Yeah, so uh, I am married to the very, very wonderful Sarah Coffey, who yes. also happens to work here at Grace Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's our special needs minister. And if you haven't met her, she's probably going to be one of your favorite persons almost instantly. You can't. If, if you don't like Sarah, then you're the problem. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that she's no one's perfect, but she's pretty dang close. <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. She reminds me every day of, uh, she doesn't remind me personally, but I'm reminded of my faults every day. (laughs) Just her natural personality. You're like, oh, dang, I really got to step it up. Her love, her care, her (laughs) happiness, joy, all that stuff. Yeah. So she's incredible. We've been married for just over two years now. We met in college and we've been living here for about two years, um, moving back from college. We've got a dog named Kona. We live in Bella Vista, love being outside, mountain biking, hiking. Mm-hmm. We love making things with our hands. I was say, I just saw on the socials, is Sarah doing pottery? Is that her or y'all both doing this? She is doing pottery yeah. and will eventually teach me. Mm. But she's uh, she's taking a class and she's been making bowls and cups and all kinds of stuff. She loves it. Hey, that's that's going to be like really handy. Right. If you need a coffee mug in the future, you're just like, hey, go whip that out. Tell you what, I've got a custom order for a mug with a flat topped handle in it right now. Really? So, real comfortable. Yeah, that's kind of like a a popular thing right now. Yeah. You can't find them many places. Right. So, she's doing pottery. Um, You guys are naturally adventurers. You're kind of just naturally outdoorsy people. Um, Where's your favorite trail? Oh, man. Um, you know, we love, uh, there's one down in the Buffalo area called Indian Creek. Mm. Um, it is a really fun trail. Um, if you don't like heights, it's not for you. There's mm. a lot of heights. There's a little bit of uh, some scrambling, which is some really easy climbing yeah. to do. Lots of navigating. So if you're not good at, with a map or 
feeling like you're lost, yeah. this isn't trail for you, but it's a lot of fun down there. So that's our favorite trail. We go most often to uh, Tunnel Vision, which is a new trail in Bella Vista, right by oh, okay. our house. Okay, cool. Oh, so because um, you guys live in Bella Vista, yeah. Yep. Um, all right, sweet. So what's the weekend look like for y'all? You know, it depends every weekend. Sometimes we're out. Sometimes we're mountain biking. Um, lately, we've been doing a lot of projects. We're mm-hmm. uh, we're refinishing a antique old desk and oh, man. working on some of our yard stuff and yeah. all that good stuff. Grabbing coffee. Yeah. So that's what it's looked like. Is this the most first recently. house that you guys have owned? It is. Oh, nice. Very dude. first yeah. house. Yeah. There's something exciting about that, right? You kind of get that house and you have these projects in mind and. You start launching into them. Uh, is that something that you're good at already, or are y'all like learning along the way? Uh, I would say I'm learning, but I did uh, a lot of this with my family as a kid, helping yeah. on those projects and um, through just different jobs in life. You know, a lot of it I've done before a little bit, but mm-hmm. definitely learning, um, definitely realizing the projects that we don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, and you get into them and you're like, eh, maybe this wasn't worth it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's rewind a little bit. Um, we meet young child kid Tyler on the playgrounds at school or wherever you are. I guess it could be a park. You know, it could be after school. Who we run into? Good question. Uh my my immediate thought is that you're going to meet someone who is following if you're on a playground, right? Most playgrounds have a set of rules posted. Right. I will be following every single rule <laughs> on that list. Doesn't matter what it was, uh I was a rule follower. I'd follow, you know, all my teachers' rules, uh-huh. most of my parents' rules. You know, I wanted yeah. there's a a set process of how you do things and I wanted to do that process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that that's any part of your personality now? Uh, to a, to an extent, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I find there's a little bit more gray area now than when yeah. I was a kid, but yeah. for the most part, you know, if there's a process and a guideline or an expectation, I want to meet that. Right. Absolutely. Um, cool. So let's talk about um, you, you're uh, in school. You're from this area, right? Yeah, uh, I was born in Denver, moved here okay. almost immediately. Mm. I'm a native Arkansan from this area, moved back to this area. So mm-hmm. I'm from around here. Yeah. Where'd you graduate? Bentonville. Bentonville. BHS. Yeah. yeah. BHS. Sweet. Which is which is kind of cool because we have, um, we did Mike and Lori last week and they're locals. We have you this week and uh, you're from here. And then Andrew next week is from here as well. So it's just kind of going to be kind of a local, our little three episode, like local uh, talk. It's going to be nice. Figure out what it used to be like. Figure out what it used to be like. I know. So, um, you're you're in school, but you also went to Grace Point as a teenager. I did. So this is uh, officially I've been at Grace Point for ten years. Um, somewhere nice. involved. I started coming when I was about thirteen. Let's talk about who you are in high school, because I know that you're a part of like student leadership um, at Grace Point specifically. Um, and I know, so it's like, it'd be really easy for us to say, well, Tyler's always been like this ministry person or whatever, but why don't you talk about, uh, being a teenager struggling maybe with what faith is and how to apply that in your life. And then maybe that shift into, um, you know, after high school education and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up in the church, um, always went to church, not always Grace Point, but for a long time, Grace Point. And, one of the things that I ran into as I was getting into high school is that I didn't really understand um, what faith looks like in your everyday life. You know, I could tell you what I believed. I could tell you about Jesus, but I couldn't exactly tell you how it changed what I did. Right. 
Um, and so, you know, Grace Point has this heart for missions. And, and so when I was about 15, we went on this mission trip, this global adventure to New York City. You know, we all expected that we're going to be doing things. We didn't really know what we were going to be doing. But turns out when we get there, we're just living um, in some really close discipleship. And we're just being believers in the city. Mm. And that was really transformative for me because I started to realize that faith doesn't just play a role in your head um, but or in your heart, really. It has to manifest itself in your behaviors Mm. and how it affects your life. And so coming off that trip, I really started to dig into what that looks like. Yeah. Um, as a 15-year-old, and that kind of sent me on a trajectory that really has led me to where I am now. I got involved with our kids' ministry at that time. I started out in kids' ministry doing motions uh, for worship. Oh. Very first experience in kids' ministry. Very nice. That comes in handy now, but I think that we all deserve a video or something like that. I mean, we need we need to see your motion skills. I'll tell you what, they float around, and occasionally you'll find an old one that pops up on a time hop, yeah. and someone shares it. Okay. Never cool. fails. So follow Tyler on the socials that way, because you might get like a, a, a kids' ministry motions video coming. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, so is that where um, like your a heart for ministry grew, kind of getting involved in volunteering um, in those different capacities? Um, is th- is that where you start to grow kind of a heart for you see what, what could happen vocationally maybe with this or did vocational ministry at all even cross your mind at the time? Yeah, so as I, as I uh, grew in this, as I started serving, um, I started realizing that I really loved it. Um, yeah. And I would say, you know, there's not a specific point in my life when I can say God called me to ministry at this point, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that it's this season of my life when that, call, um, which almost felt like this burden for I've got to do ministry, started to mm-hmm. grow in this season from being involved, from leading, and from seeing life change that was happening from things yeah. that we were doing as students and as student leaders. Yeah. Did you go to seminary? Sort of. Sort uh, of. <laughs> so I went to uh, to a Bible college up in Joplin, Ozark Christian College. Okay. Uh, other staff members, Caleb, Sarah, Anya, they've all gone there, and so it's we're we're familiar with the OCC crew right yeah, here. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. all of us party people. So <laughs> sort of a seminary, sort of not, you know, it's yeah. a four year degree, but Yeah. You kind of have a little bit of uh, some adventure that you do from the end of high school into starting at Grace Point. Uh so walk us through what like you're you're on staff here now. So kind of walk us through the history of graduating school, going to OCC, but then coming back here, what that all look like. So, uh, so I graduated um, not too long ago in 2015 from BHS and uh, went off to Ozark Christian College uh, and you went to school throughout the year, fall mm-hmm. and spring semester. And then I met um, one of my best friends, his name's Josh, and Josh uh, had a love for the outdoors. And mm-hmm. um, at this time, you know, I was mountain biking and climbing and backpacking and doing that a lot a of these things. Was that a big culture here whenever you were in school or is that something that's grown? It oh man, it's grown a lot. Yeah. Not as much, you know, it was not the the culture. It right. was like a subculture of like, yeah, mm-hmm. we climb, which was a like a microculture right. around <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. And mountain biking was growing. Right. So we met um and he was working at this place out in Colorado called Adventure Experiences Incorporated or AI which funny story, Kevin Crow worked there while he was in college and oh. we didn't find this out until I was already working there. That's crazy. Small yeah. world. It really is. Yeah. 
Double Decker Kevin. Yep, that'll be a reference for Kevin's episode. Maybe we'll hopefully I can hopefully I can remember <laughs> to to let everyone know what Double Decker Kevin is. Okay, it'll ahead. be great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so he told me about this place where uh, it's a Christian ministry out in Colorado, and they take groups from all around the country. Um, a lot of them students and kids. Some of them college kids. Some of them are more corporate. And they're uh, here to learn ministry and uh, learn leadership and to be grown and mm-hmm. stretched. And so uh, got uh, hired on there to spend my summers out in uh, pretty much in between Crested Butte, Gunnison, and Buena Vista in Colorado. Yeah. If you know where that's at, I'm smack dab in the middle of that. Yeah. And so I get to spend my summers out there taking people rock climbing, taking people backpacking, taking people whitewater rafting, kayaking, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. And it was so much fun to do ministry and just to grow in leadership while doing that. Well, and to experience a different way to do ministry. That's just, Absolutely. I mean, you come from church world, and not that it's bad, but our schedule is fairly the same, right, year over year. Like, we know what we do, and we know who our church is. But to be able to step out and experience what minist- uh, experience doing ministry in a way that like not a lot of people get to experience probably was very interesting. It really was. Uh, being able to... You know, sit around a campfire uh, oh, and yeah. have conversations about you know who made the stars. Like, what do you guys think oh, about yeah. this? And talk about God and His creation to see trees and to know things about the nature that show and reveal God's character was right. one of the most impactful things for yeah. me and for a lot of people. I think, yeah, being able to see that and be in nature. Right. What do you think? One of the biggest lessons, one of the biggest takeaways that someone you know, that you experienced as you're leading groups. I mean, I'm, you led lots of groups, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But surely there was like a, 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 a common thread, you know, something that people come away with from that type of experience. Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things that I saw people leave with and that I really experienced is um, there's something about being outside and being in nature that really allows you to just be with God. Mm. Um, yeah. You're not doing things for God. You're right. just being with him and you're experiencing his presence um, and you're you're feeling it all around you when you look at the trees you see God when you look at the dirt and the grass and the rocks and the mountains you see God and so as you're just out there and as we kind of put it in front of people like just be with God as you're walking as you're talking you know look at the things around you and just be praying about those things thank him right. for it tell him that you notice it right and that part of Colorado Spending you your time there, you can't beat that. Nope. No, yeah. The weather. Mm. Right. So, um, okay, so how on earth, I'm just going to say it this way. I don't know how any other way to ask this question. Why would you leave beautiful Colorado <laughs> and come back into uh, vocational ministry? And let me say, first of all, I hope that I'm not like, oh, yeah, you're right. Why would I leave Colorado? Like, <laughs> w- please don't think that. There's a uh, you know there's points that I definitely think that why did I leave to come back here? Uh, yeah, you know, um, God just drew me back. Um, I, there's no other reason that I can explain that. And honestly, in a lot of aspects, I tried to not come back here. Yeah, sure. Um, I was looking and applying for wilderness therapy jobs, mm. and um, which is awesome too, by the way. I mean, I, I know you and I talked about that a little yeah. bit when you were doing like that's a really cool. The cool stuff and cool of what you get to do, and it's still ministry in that aspect. Yeah. Um, 
you know, as I looked at that and I looked at going overseas and mm. um, I went through this process, I had a job in uh, Kosovo over in Eastern Europe. I was going to teach history at a Christian school yeah. and move there. Um, and then through that, uh, I kind of had this, uh, you know, some weird like health stuff. Uh, you know, I went like four months or so where I'd eat three meals a week. Wow. And uh, it started to really scare me. I saw some doctors that were like, I don't really know. Yeah, and through that, uh, I decided that I was going to stay and not move over there. Yeah, and at that point, then I started looking. I was like, "Well, God, what's next? Where do I need to go?" Yeah, and God opened up an opportunity here at Grace Point, mm-hmm. um, and then a bonus, I got to start dating my wife Sarah hey. uh, at the time. Yeah, so big bonus there. Nothing to keep you home quite like a lady, right? Yeah, I, I'm not about the long distance, right, or anything like that. So. It was good all around, and uh, through all of that process, God just kind of drew me back and said, no, you're going to come back right where you grew up going <laughs> to church, yeah. something I never expected, nor was I really looking for. Right. Real quick, this might be kind of an obscure question, but I'm interested in, think about the church as a whole in this area, so ministry in general in this area. Um, what it, You kind of think back. You know, growing up here, going to school here, going to church here, um, Northwest Arkansas is not the same. E- even just ten years ago, I mean, like I know ten years isn't that long, but uh, twenty years ago, no doubt. But even over the last ten years, things have shifted and changes. And you've you have, and, and I've even had uh, have seen so many churches even coming into the area. So what's what's the church look like in Northwest Arkansas? What's it? How's it different? What's ministry like? Is this area any different? off of 10 years of um, kingdom building. You know, what I what I notice, I think, the most is uh, is how much of a hub Bentonville is, yeah, um, yeah. just nationally, internationally. And I've seen that, I think, explode um, mm. and continue to grow. You know, we're not there yet, and we're going to get more and more diverse, but how many people are coming in and then leaving now as opposed to 10 years ago seems yeah. to be a lot higher and the opportunity that Grace Point has and the churches here have, I think people are recognizing how strategic our ministry can be because if we can bring in people, raise them up and send them out as missionaries right. to wherever they are, you know, I say missionaries, you know, they're not going to be actual missionaries, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, they're believers going out. Right. Um, so I think that's a dynamic that I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that could be a reason a lot of churches are coming in is because they see the strategic point that Northwest Arkansas really is right. to a lot of the country in the world. It's a lot of the same conversation I've seen around colleges in the years, like 10 years ago. Around colleges, a lot of people are having the conversation of, man, this is an international hub. I mean, you have international students going to lots of different colleges. You have different, you have a, an opportunity to influence other cultures in your backyard, you know, and, and like as people come and go. And, and even if you think about the, how transient our community is, people coming in not, that aren't even from maybe other countries, but just other parts of the, the of our country. And they're going to come here, they're going to be here for two years, and they're going to move on. What an opportunity, right, to, yeah. to spread the gospel multiple it, places. It's harder to convince someone to go move somewhere <laughs> and do ministry, but yeah. when they've already moved somewhere right. for another reason, you know, and they plan to move back, you know, right. that's easy, easy wins. Right. All right, kid ministry. 
So you um, tell us what what's your title? Like what's your job description here? What do you do for the church? Yeah, so uh, I am uh, the director of elementary and preteen ministries here at Grace Point. So I oversee um, the kindergarten through third grade ministry and our fourth through sixth grade ministry, which right now look a whole lot similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming off of of twenty twenty and just how you guys have had to shift around, um, but. Things are changing back quickly. They are. Right? Over the last month, uh, you guys have been really thriving, I'd say, in that area. Maybe maybe on the outside. like in for, <laughs> The staff right. maybe is like at wit's end or something, but you're figuring out. I mean, kids are coming back. Families are coming back and being involved. Yeah. It, I mean, it's crazy exciting, you know, and yeah. how awesome is it? And uh, we have a lot of new families who are coming and joining and so uh, you're right, it's, it's a really busy season, and we're having to figure out how to grow really, really quickly. So it's yeah. been a fun time lately. So one of the things I think about whenever I think of your role, and this may be odd, I don't know if other people think of this or not, and hopefully I don't create a weird thing here, but um, it's not often you come across a male kids ministry pastor. <laughs> um, talk about that for a minute. Am I crazy to think that that's like odd? No, it's kind of like a unicorn, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't see it very often. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, I think about this, honestly, probably more frequently uh, than I should of, I'm the only guy on our team um, and have been forever, um, the only male figure on our kids team. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I see it a lot of so many opportunities of, um, you know, as a church as a whole throughout the world, we're really struggling with, uh, with a male presence, mm. um, within the church. Right. You know, we may have male staff, but as far as the church, the general makeup is uh, more female than it is male. Um, and so, you know, I think about the value, um, that having a male figure, um, in kids ministry in particular can add to, to one, just the boys and the kids in our ministry and being yeah. able to see that, um, but also just the the men in general in the church of, right. you know, we can step up and we can lead our kids. That's not something that is inherently female. Um, right. In fact, we add a ton of value when we do that. And if we want to really fix this issue of imbalance within our genders within the church, what better way than to start with kids and make them enjoy the church and see males right. involved in the church and raise right. up a generation where that's not an issue? Yeah, and, and it, isn't that the, the most grassroots way or maybe the most foundational way to, to change things is you dip into your kids and you make sure, just like Pastor Mike uh, spoke on um, this past week of this this generational sin, these things we pass on. Well, if we can pass on sin to our next generation, that means that we can pass on what would be the appropriate way to do church, what would be the appropriate way to serve. And I agree with you. Um, I think, honestly, for decades, and maybe since since the start of the church or something, I don't know, but for decades, maybe 50, 60, 70 years, the church, especially around volunteers, has been driven by women. Women have heroed ministry in the church. And so I do think there's something interesting to the fact of you're able to maybe give an example to those young boys, give an example to um, even male volunteers, like men in, men in the church. So if you were to speak to men in the church and you were to say, hey, look, guys, this is what we can do. What would you say to a group of guys, like the men of the church? You know, I would say probably something about um, we're seeing this uh, this epidemic of, of kids who don't have male role models. Mm. Um, we're seeing 
kids who don't have a strong spiritual presence uh, from a father. Even if they have a father, they may not have a strong spiritual presence. Yeah. Um, but we can step around them as their leaders, as small group leaders, as their teachers, um, and provide a presence like that. Yeah. We can we can start to change how we see the makeup of the church and make it honestly more diverse yeah. in in a gender sense. Right. Um, and trying to create some balance of seeing male and female voices right. speaking into our kids. Right. Um, and so we have this great opportunity to model God the Father um, in a spiritual way to some of our kids even as well. Right. What's exciting to you about kid ministry in general? Like, what, what opportunity do we have there? Why should our church continue pushing into this area? You know, uh, it's, in my opinion, it's easier to build something right than it is to fix something. Um, yeah. as I make things, you know, it's, it's much more frustrating. It takes a lot more strategy. And especially when you're dealing with people, um, it's harder to, to correct bad habits, mm. uh, bad beliefs, mm. uh, things like that, bad theology, even in someone, but with kids, um, and this is a long-term goal and sometimes it's hard to see it, but you're raising up a generation when you can raise that generation up right, there's still going to be problems and there's still going to be issues, but that is the quickest way that we can multiply the church mm. um, and raise up an army. And second, kids are nearly unashamed uh, to go out and talk to their <laughs> right. friends about some crazy weird things, even right. their teachers. Yeah. You know, I'm sure yeah. you've got stories of uh, oh, gosh. Dylan and Warren Don't saying even, crazy things. We don't have enough time for Dylan's stories, <laughs> so I can assure you that. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, but when we can equip kids to share the gospel, too, they're going to tell everybody. They're going to tell their family. They're yeah. going to tell their friends. They're going to say yeah. things to their teachers. They're going to write things in their journals at schools. Right. And not only are we raising up a generation that's uh, going to believe and act uh, more closer to God. <laughs> um, yeah. But we're also raising up an army that's going to go out and share with the community with less shame than most yeah. adults would about their faith in Jesus. And what better way to solidify our faith and to motivate ourselves as adults than to dig in and show and teach? There's a lot of responsibility you take on whenever you decide that you're going to help disciple somebody. Yeah. Even even if it's a kid, right? Yeah. I mean, like when your volunteers come in to do, to do those discipleship groups, I know we call them small groups, but those are little discipleship moments that your volunteers take every single week, and it's awesome. But that's a, there's a responsibility that you put on your shoulders that makes you get up in the morning and say, "I better get my junk together." You know, absolutely. Not everybody can be married to Sarah, where like you just are reminded because she's <laughs> awesome all the time. But we ha we can take that responsibility on ourselves of discipleship, and just, we know that we have a responsibility to disciple. We absolutely can, and you know, kids. Sometimes we think of it as uh, you know that's more of the soft, the fluff job. That's the mm. entry level mm. job. Um, but honestly, there's room for you wherever you are in your faith and maturity yeah. level within kids ministry. Yeah, because I've been shocked at how much I have to know my stuff. I have to know what I believe. I have to know what Grace Point believes and what the Bible teaches about baptism, about salvation, mm. about heaven and hell, and right. all kinds of things, just to answer the innocent and honest questions that right. kids have. <laughs> honest, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, straight up. But that's not to intimidate because it's really fun, and you right. can learn and work with um, other volunteers and grow in that area right. as well. Right. I agree. Um, I think that kids ministry is a huge opportunity for our church to do exactly what you're talking about, and that is raise up the next generation of believers. Uh, Tyler, man, I appreciate you so much for sitting with me. 
Um, I look forward to getting you and maybe Emily and some other people on to talk about some kid-related things in the future. I know we're going to have just more and more content, and I anticipate you guys will uh, be putting out content as well. Um, Make sure that you lock in with the Kid Men and anything they have going on. I think they have some social pages that you can go find and follow if you have a kid and you want to get them involved or they're already involved and you're like, I don't know how to stay up to date with all these things. Well, they've got social pages and they got emails and they got all kinds of ways they communicate a ton uh, with parents. So make sure you're locked into that. Um, if you want to get in contact with Tyler, you, uh, you can email them some encouragement or some questions uh, at Tyler at GracePointChurch.net. Um, I'm sure he'd also love to set up with uh, Anya a time for you to shadow. <laughs> That's time to get involved in uh, the ministry a little bit. Uh, but what's really cool about how we do volunteering here at Grace Point is we have real soft entries into things, so you can get it. You can get to experience how things happen uh, and and almost test drive it a little bit. And uh, the team will do a great job of informing you. But uh, I'm sure he would love to set that up if you do it. Um, remember, subscribe in whatever way that you listen. Uh, to podcast so you stay up to date with these because we're going to have more and more stuff coming out uh, we have a, a special episode that's going to be coming out later this month around uh, something called perspectability which is kind of interesting um, and so you're going to want to make sure to um, to hit that follow button and get notified also make sure to jump in the app store and download the brand spanking new uh, Grace Point app um, the other one is no longer working so you're going to want to get the new one Um, And as we know, we always want to show and share Jesus in everyday conversations with everyday people. Live sin.